You are listening to the Not Your Average Autism Mom podcast, the number one podcast for moms just like you, raising an autistic child. How are moms like us who didn't plan for this unique parenting journey embracing life just as it is right now, instead of staying stuck in wishing, hoping, and dreaming it was different? That is the question, and this podcast, along with our Let's Talk Autism newsletter and our private sisterhood, will give you the answers. My name is Shannon Urquiola, and I have been traveling this journey for over two decades. I have been where you are. All right, stay with me, and let's get on to this week's episode. Episode 63, Effective Communication is Critical in Special Education. Well, hey there, my friends. I know that I always say this, but it's true. I just want you to know that I am always so grateful for every single one of you who take time out of your day or night to listen to me ramble on for 20 minutes or so. So, and you know, I love to talk. So I love being here and talking about things that will hopefully make your autism parenting journey a little better when you learn something or can implement something that I am sharing on the podcast. So today I want to give you some ideas and suggestions on ways that you can build a foundation for effective communication with your child's educational team. And I'll be honest, this is one of the most important things that you as your child's parents should be doing. Now, The key to effective communication is first, you have to have a willingness to be involved in planning their education. I know you have heard me say it before many times if you've been listening to me for any amount of time, but you, yes, you are such an important part of their educational team. No one knows them better than you. Next, you must always be prepared for your IEP meetings. So what you do and how involved you are in between those meetings is just as important. The only way that you can be, you know, in the know between those meetings is if you've established an effective means of communication and you're working as a team to find solutions and using strategies that work for your child. It's super important that you establish, you know, a preferred method of communication with the team, right? Is it via phone or text or email? Is it handwritten notes in a back and forth notebook? For some of you, daily communication is necessary and helpful. For some of you, weekly communication is important and will suffice, but you have to determine how often and how the communication should take place that works for you and the school team. You know, for many of us, we are the voice for our child. So let me first talk about being prepared for the meeting right? Whether that's an IEP meeting or a 504 meeting or an eligibility meeting, all of this is really important. I want you to know that your responsibility is so much more 
than just giving consent for evaluations and services or accepting explanations from the school. You have to have a partnership with the entire team and always keep the focus on your child and what they need to be successful. What is working and what isn't working? You want to be sure that you always understand what is being offered. And if you don't, ask for clarification. You need to understand as well that these team members sit in countless numbers of IEP meetings. So often it's just easy for them to just talk as if everyone, including you, understand what they are saying. I will tell you, as an advocate, we learned the practice very early on of summarizing what we understood from what we heard, just to be sure that we all have the same understanding. That's just a really good practice. So it's from saying, okay, so let me just be clear. What I heard you say was A, B equals C. Is that correct? That's how you want to address it because what they're saying and what you hear could be two different things. Make sure that everyone's on the same page. Ask questions. Bring up your ideas or concerns and discuss them. You can always ask to see data that's been collected that supports what the school team is saying. So if they're saying something specific, ask them where the data is that shows what they're saying. There may be times when issues are complicated. So the goal of the team should always be to work together so that your child will achieve the best results. Before attending any meeting, It is so important that you know the purpose of the meeting and who will be attending. You should always request a meeting notice, which will list both of those things. The purpose of the meeting, meaning what will be discussed, as well as who is invited to attend. If there is something that you would like to discuss at the meeting, be sure that it's on that meeting notice. And if there is someone that you would like to be included in the meeting, request for them to be invited and added to the meeting notice. If these things and the people are not on the meeting notice that you receive, just send an email to your case manager and always CC the principal on A, these are the other things that I would like to discuss in the meeting and have listed on the meeting notice as well as I would like to have the school nurse invited or someone from transportation because we need to talk about transportation issues at the meeting. Just make sure that those things are added to the meeting notice. We always recommend that if there are things that you want to discuss in the meeting, that you share those ahead of time with your child's case manager so that the rest of the team is also aware And that way they come to the meeting prepared to address any concerns that you have and they'll have the data and information that will be helpful to everyone in the meeting. 
Also important is that when you're addressing concerns with the team, don't be general. Give them specifics and always remember that what you see at home and what they see at school may be different. That is not uncommon. Many of our children mask a lot of their difficulties at school and come home and it's a whole different ballgame at home. So just keep that in mind. Give them the benefit of the doubt unless you're receiving correspondence from them on a regular basis that's saying something different. And I'm going to talk about that in a few minutes. When other team members are speaking, listen with respect. And that way you can expect the same in return. Great communication includes listening as well as speaking. So make sure you're listening without being defensive. Let them speak. And then you can address what your concerns are to what they said. Always take notes or make sure you have someone you have brought with you to the meeting to take notes. Even if there is a person appointed in the meeting to take notes. And I tell you this because I think it's important because You will always want to compare the notes prior to the close of meeting just to be sure that all the discussions that are relevant are included in those meeting notes. Now, this last step following an IEP meeting is often forgotten or not followed through with. And honestly, I believe that it's critical to keeping effective communication as well as accountability for each individual person on the team. Write a follow-up email from what was agreed upon at the meeting and copy all of the team. What is new? What changes were made? What training will be done? How communication will happen, including when, how, and how often? What are you waiting on and what are those time frames agreed upon? Now, I always say, start it out with something like, you know, thank you for your participation in, you know, I'm just going to use Jordan, Jordan's IEP meeting yesterday. I just want to recap what we agreed on during the meeting so that we ensure that we're all on the same page. And please, if I'm incorrect in anything, let me know so we can work together to ensure that the IEP services and accommodations meet his needs. Now, obviously, you're going to want to gear it towards your child specifically, but recap it in an email. Also, keep a phone log and or an email log between meetings, because remember what I said earlier about it's important to be factual and not general? You don't want to be vague. So if you have this log, you can go back to it. You can address specifics in the meeting. You know, maybe the teacher is saying that, you know, he seems to be doing really well in class and you're, I'm not having to redirect him. But yet you have, you know, four or five forms of communication in between where that wasn't the case, where he wasn't focused or he didn't complete his work. So you can have all of that available to you in this log. Building an IEP team takes trust and respect. 
as well as all of the team members being in, being accountable. And listen, that means you too. So if you agreed during the meeting to do something, make sure that you hold up your end too and what you agreed to do. Because look, honestly, I have worked with parents many occasions who don't follow up on what they agreed to. And if you're not following up on what you agreed to do, it's pretty likely that they may not follow up on what they agreed to do either. Now, it's very common that everyone on the team may not necessarily agree or get along, but always be cordial. Always be open to their suggestions, observations, or opinions. You can always disagree with someone and share your thoughts or the reasons you disagree without being disrespectful. I promise you that working together, it is possible to figure out what works best for your child in their education setting rather than going it alone. I mean, we're not there every day. So it's important that we listen to their perspective. Perspective is everything, right? Always be willing to work as a team to find solutions so that your child gets the most appropriate education for them that will meet their needs. Now, before I wrap this up, I want you to know that having a good understanding of special education and your rights as a parent will make you a better advocate for your child, number one, a better communicator in the meeting, and lastly, just because the school says it doesn't always mean it's accurate. I will tell you that my belief after spending years in advocacy for special education is that generally speaking, if the school principal is knowledgeable and experienced and almost empathetic in special education students, that will usually trickle down through their staff. And if they aren't, that will also trickle down. Now, sometimes, Staff will be telling you something, and I want you to remember this. This is what they know. This is what they have been told, maybe by the district or by a mentor. But many times, they just don't have the knowledge and experience to know what they're saying may not be accurate. Now, if you're in the midst of this educational journey or just beginning and you want to learn more and be able to have answers at your fingertips, you should really check out the benefits that you have access to inside our private sisterhood membership. The educational piece is just one piece of all of the benefits, but it's a big piece. And you can get all the details on our website at notyouraverageautismom.com. And also, if you haven't listened to our past podcast episodes on special education, definitely check those out. We have several, but episode 27 is a must listen to. And if you're just beginning the process, check out episode 29 and 30. Those are also really good. All right. 
Until next week, I hope that you have a wonderful week ahead. And if you're enjoying our podcast and finding value week after week, please take a minute to write a review. Our podcast reviews are how we reach more moms just like you and help them make this unique parenting journey easier too. And don't ever forget, even in the difficult and trying moments of your days, you're doing amazing at this mom thing. See you next week. Hey, so if you are loving what you are learning on the podcast, you really should check out our private membership. Our Not Your Average Autism Mom community is where we dive deeper into all of the topics we discuss on the podcast and where you can get individual help and learn coaching tools that will make your life better every day when you learn to manage your mind. You will have access to all of our training and resources that you will need along your autism parenting journey. And you will develop relationships with other moms just like you, all raising a child with autism. It is my absolute favorite place to be. So head on over to the website at www.notyouraverageautismmom.com to get all the details. And please, if we're not open right now for new members, we only open a couple times a year. Be sure to join the wait list so that you'll be the first to know when we're going to open. I hope you do. I would love to work with you inside.